We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Setting the Pace, your go-to Pacers podcast with Alex Golden and Michael Focci. Ball loose. Give me one, Lance. Give me one, Lance. Stevenson ties it with 1.6. Duarte, he knows where the clock is, lets it fly and hits again. Halliburton at the buzzer. Captain Kush with another one. Brogdon goes inside and Turner finishes. Halliburton leaves it off for Batase. Go, go. Good job. Oh, what a move by Heald. He lays it in. Heald. Hotter than fish grease. Drops it off to Jalen Smith with the poster. Jackson the catch. Jackson the basket. Washington again. Five of them. Pacers got the steal. Out running is Brissette. Pounds it home. It to Taylor. Taylor missed it. Tips it in. Warren lets it fly. Yes! T.J. Warren is not human! Halliburton gonna slam it at the other end! What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode here of Setting the Pace. Fachi, we got a special one for the Pacer fans today. Oh, yes, we do. Born Ready himself making his Setting the Pace debut. Woo! You are in for a treat today, Pacer Nation. Absolutely. Lance Stevenson was a blast to talk to. I think you guys are going to enjoy this conversation. We went for about 30 to 40 minutes with Lance. I couldn't believe we got that much time with him, but he was just having fun talking basketball with us, talking about his past, the present, all that fun stuff in between. We ask about eight fan questions as well. So I think you guys are going to enjoy this. So Fachi, um, what was your favorite part of Lance Stevenson on this podcast? Yeah, maybe a little bit of story time action. You yeah. guys are in for a really great Larry Bird story, and we uh, don't hear enough of those. But also just being able to reflect on, on the good times, maybe even a little bit of the bad times, it makes yeah. you really put together that, wow, Lance has been a part of a lot over the last 10 years, even if it happened in three different stints as a Pacer. Yeah, and I think what was really interesting is hearing him talk about what led to him leaving the Pacers for the Charlotte Hornets and how that whole thing went about. I think it might be a little bit different than fans remember. So I think you guys are going to be intrigued for that. So let's take a quick break. We'll be right back with the one and only Lance Stevenson. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey everybody, what's going on? Joining us now on Setting the Pace, you guys know him as Born Ready. It's the one and only Lance Stevenson. Lance, how's it going, man? Uh, It's going great. It's going great. Awesome, man. So let's just get right into it, man. What you been up to this offseason? Anything going on in your world right now? Uh, just uh, working out, chilling with the family, uh, enjoying the weather. It's finally, it's getting hot out here. And um, just uh, keep my body right and uh, just enjoying the fam. Hey, Lance, you're the only three-time pacer in franchise history as a player. Can you tell us what keeps bringing you back to Indiana? Because I feel like each time you put on that Pacer jersey, it unlocks your superpowers, and there's <laughs> nothing quite like Indiana Lance Stevenson. Oh, uh, man, I, uh, just, I don't know. I, I just feel like the Pacers believe in me. Uh, they keep coming back, and it's, it's a blessing. You know, this time, I feel like it was more of a blessing coming back and helping the young guys, helping the team get better, and just just. Uh, having a chance to go out there and have fun. Yeah, and I will say this season, obviously, didn't go as expected for the Pacers. And they were able to bring you in when everything was going crazy in the NBA with COVID. We know you were with the Hawks there for a little bit before you came over. But talk to me about that first return to Indiana when you dropped 20 points in the first quarter off the bench. I mean, the air guitar was so loud, man. I mean, <laughs> I could hear it in my living room. So just talk to me a little bit about that. Oh, man, it was it was, it was was definitely fun, uh, the, a couple games before that, uh, when I knew I signed with uh, the Pacers and we was in uh, Cleveland, I'm like, man, that Pacer game back home is going to be crazy. So the day before that, I'm like, man, I was so hyped. I didn't even get no sleep. I was up to like five in the morning and I was just so anxious to play. And uh, so happened, I just was not missing that first quarter. Like I got in and was just hitting every shot. And uh, it was it was surprising, but it was also, it was fun. 
And it was also showing me that all the hard work that I put in to get back, man, it really, it really showed that day. You know, and it really did because, man, it was it was a long road for you to get back to the NBA. But also, let's shed a little bit about the rumors of back during you know, 2020 or so. You were close to re-signing with the Pacers. Can you walk us through about how close you were to making the return then? I mean, the next day I was going to sign. Like, seriously, oh, like I was going to sign the next day. Then they came out with the rule that uh, no guys – that was overseas in China cannot sign for this for this uh, season. So I was I was so mad. But uh, the next day, I think it was the next two days or the next day that I was supposed to sign with you, uh, with the Pacers. Man, that was that was definitely a bummer. And obviously, that whole season was just a weird season going into the bubble, and we're finally just kind of catching back up. But I think fans want to know this because everybody wants you here next year. Obviously, you're a free agent, but have you have you are you able to tell us anything in terms of like your chances of coming back to Indiana next <laughs> I can't, season? I can't. I can't. I can't say. I can't say right now. Yeah, I okay. Like, I don't know. I don't know where I'm gonna be. And you know, you know, I want to be with the Pacers. You know, mm-hmm. definitely come back and help the younger guys. Uh, just go out there and play ball. You know. Uh, you know, me coming back to Indiana is always a blessing. So. Mm-hmm. I definitely want to come back. So if we can make that happen, you know, I'm willing to do that. <laughs> We're going to put a good word in for you. All, all right, right, yeah, so, put the word in, man. <laughs> if you're listening, KP, he wants to come back. <laughs> hey, you talked a little bit in the past about, you know, how you've changed you know, your mindset, ready to be more of a veteran leader for any team at the time, but we want you to be that guy on this Pacers team. I thought you did an awesome job with that this year. Can you take us through a little bit of the vibe of this young and hungry group led by Tyrese Halliburton as we go into next season? Oh man, they got a lot of hungry young guys, uh, and I feel like they 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 much ready and uh, they in the gym. They 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 work hard and they show every day that they want to work and want to win. So you know, I'll definitely be one of the guys that come in there and and help them get stronger, get better, uh, different mindset coming into the game and help them on the defensive end and doing things that they need to do to just to achieve goals that we haven't achieved in a while. Mm-hmm. And, and I, and I want to backtrack here a little bit. Obviously, Pacer fans fell in love with you when you were inserted into the starting lineup. Obviously, we, we know about the choking uh, sign that you gave LeBron in the playoffs <laughs> on the bench and stuff like that, obviously. Uh, but that that whole thing just made us love you because – you know, every team needs a little bit of crazy and you were our crazy and we needed that. I, I think you just gave us that edge a little bit. So just talk to me about playing with those teams that made it to the conference finals back to back years against the Miami Heat. Maybe some of your most fondest memories from that time. Uh, what I can remember about that, about those teams is that how well connected we was like on and off the court. We was like a group that always chilled with each other. We never did things totally different from each other. Like everything was a group. And I mm-hmm. felt like that team, because we were so engaged and so close to each other that it showed on the court how much teamwork that we we, we showed when we played and how much we worked hard together, how much of a team we was. And, and it's all about, I feel like it's all about learning your teammates, how they are off the court to make the, the game easier on the court. All right, Lance, so coming off those conference finals teams, one guy that I feel like we just don't hear enough about 
is Danny Granger. It really sad in Pacer Nation to see Granger get traded. But, you know, when you came into the league, Granger was kind of the, the veteran leader on that team. Oh, yeah. Can you take us through about maybe anything that you learned from him? Uh, in oh, practice? man, I learned a lot, man. Just how to take care of your body. Um, he was a great bet. Uh, he was always, like, working on his game and doing the right things to to teach the young guys what to do when they get older and how to, how to be a pro. Um, you know, he always told me the things that I need to do to get better on the floor and how to stay on the floor. So he was definitely helpful for, uh, for me, you know, coming in as a young guy, coming in as a rookie, just, just teaching me how to, to be a pro. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We, we miss hearing from Danny. We haven't heard yeah, from him in a while. That's my God, man. Uh, that's my God. He told me a lot, man. <laughs> that's, that's great. And, you know, obviously Frank Vogel, you know, talk about a guy, first time coaching in the NBA, you know, gets promoted after they fired Jim O'Brien. I believe that was your rookie season when Jim O'Brien got yeah, fired. Yeah, that was, he was actually my shooting coach. Like, he was my shooting coach uh, when I first got on the team. And, mm -hmm. you know, and he knew what I, like, what I love to do because he shoot with me every day before, before the game, practice. Like, he knew what I love to do. So when he got that head, coaching job I'm like man like he know I could ball out man and, you know yeah. I felt like that was the first coach to ever believe in me in the NBA like believe wow. in my game just let me play let me be myself and you know with a little uh, restrictions but just let me play and go out there and play hard and and believe in my game you know, how would you compare kind of like Carlisle's coaching style to maybe like a McMillan or a Vogel? Because you played under a few different coaches. What you went through this year, how is it different than years past? Um, Rick is uh, big on defense. He's a very big on defense. And I felt like we got a lot of guys that could, could play real good defense. And we just got to keep working on it. Uh, playing team defense. He's a big, big on team, team defense. And uh, his plays, I mean... His playbook is like he got a lot of plays, <laughs> get a lot of guys open. So you know, like when I when I first got on the team, I'm like, man, I could score every time off this play. <laughs> so his playbook is definitely on point, and um, and he just gets you that give you that confidence and we go out there and go out there and play hard and want to win for him. That's great. Yeah, no, we, we've, we've enjoyed Rick Carlisle here in Indiana. Obviously, this last year was not great in terms of wins and losses, but bigger picture aside, obviously this team is going through a bit of a rebuild. So um, I, I want to talk, though, about back when in 2014 when you decided to go with the Hornets instead of stay with the Pacers. You've come out and said that you kind of regret this decision, but I want to just go back and, and tell me what was going through your mind at the time when you decided to take that offer from Charlotte for, I think it was about the same money per year, um, instead of just resigning with the Pacers. Um, you know, that was a tough year because, I, you know, I wanted to be – I wanted to go – I wanted to come back to the Pacers and, you know, um, you know, the Pacers gave me an offer and uh, I just wanted to see what other offers was out there. Mm -hmm. And um, once I seen other offers, I'm like, man, I, didn't want, I just, I, I just want to be with the Pacers. And by the time I came with that decision, it was uh, other Pacers went elsewhere. So, mm. You know, I just regret the, the the fact that, you know, just taking that first deal right away because I just wanted to be a pacer anyway. You know what I mean? So they pulled the deal off the table? 
No, nah, they offered me the, the, the offer that they offered. And, um, you know, like the next, like I wanted to, like, you know, next day free agency started. Mm -hmm. And the next day they went with someone else. Just uh, So they didn't, I feel like they didn't give me a chance to really like see what other offers was on the table to see like where, where, where what my worth was. Well, you know, Lance, I want to stand by it. You were, in my opinion, an all-star snub that previous year. I think that you should have been an all-star. I love the campaign that you had going over there. People forget about that, but those videos were awesome. Do you think if you had stayed in Indiana that maybe, you know, that, that next year, Paul George unfortunately had that injury. Do you think that could have been maybe your best year yet if you stayed in that situation? I think if I would have stayed, man, we'd have ended up winning the chip, man. Seriously. Oh, wow. Oh, man. Like, you got me going over here because Pacer fans, we're dying for that chip. Oh, you know, seriously? Like, that's like, that team was like the best team I ever played with. Like, just as a group, like, you know, you know, you don't find a lot of teams that play great as a group. Like, everybody knew they role, everybody knew what they needed to do to, to bring what they needed to bring to the table. And I felt like that team just knew what we needed to do to win. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that, that was probably the most fun we've had in a long time here as Pacer fans. Obviously. I haven't been on a better team than that since. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I know for sure. And I mean, even just looking at this, you know, the last five, seven years for this Pacers team, I mean, obviously PG gave us some great runs there in the first round. And I know you came back and that was a really fun environment when you came back against the Raptors. Uh, I'll never forget. I was actually in the building for that game. Oh, you was in the <laughs> I was in the building. I said, I've never heard it that loud. Like even when PG came back from the broken leg, like I felt like the cheer was louder when you entered the game, when we had to win those final five games to make the playoffs. And Oh, man, I that, those games was fun. I ain't gonna lie, because we had to win those games and we was out there killing them well, guys. How 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 much fun was it to have DeRozan and PJ Tucker so mad at you for shooting that layup? You know that unwritten rule in basketball where you're not allowed to shoot when you're up. Just just tell me how fun that was to kind of go through that moment there. I'm, I'm not gonna DeRozan. lie, like I I I didn't want to shoot the layup, but you know. I'm play for the I play for the, the fans. I play for the people that cheer us on, that, that get me hype before the game, you know, to get me go amp and go out there and play hard. So the everybody in the arena like, score, Lance, score, like go, go. I'm like, man, I can't let them down. So I I'm like, man, how can I do it? How like what can I do it? So I just said, man, I'ma just do it. And I went up and got the layup, and you know. I know it's a bad thing to do and because we was up, I think we was up six or eight. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. But I just wanted to do it for the fans. And, you know, I love the fans and I, I love making the fans happy. So I just did it, man. <laughs> a lot of fans left happy that day because that was a moment. I mean, you walked <laughs> straight across the court, didn't even look them in the eyes. You got PG, PJ Tucker's bugging out. It was amazing. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I wasn't worried about them. I was just, I was just mad. Like, damn, did I really make a mistake of scoring and embarrass the team? Like, but you know, the fans. That was more important to me at that time. Well, what I love is you brought that 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 edge to the team, a little bit of that chippiness that it needs to, it's a good chippiness. And, you know, when everybody talks about you blowing in LeBron's ear and all that, what they forget is that the Pacers staved off elimination in that game. We win that game five. LeBron, you contribute in holding LeBron to seven points 
a playoff career low, it just never happens anywhere. I mean, whether it was LeBron, whether it was Wade, were you just like, I'm going to set up shop and charge rent in their heads in this Man, series? Man, my goal was, I want to, you know, I don't, I don't think people understand, like, I want to win so bad. Like, I love playing basketball and I love winning. And, like, I would do anything for my team to win the game. Like, that's, a, that's how much I want to win. Like, that's how much I love the game. And I feel like people just, uh, a lot of players just go out there just to play and not, not play to win. So mm-hmm. out there when I was, when I was doing that stuff, man, I was just, I just wanted to really win the game. You know what I mean? Win the game and especially winning for the fans. You know, we was hyping there. Like I've never seen that, the building so hyping there. Like we had all the yellow flags waving. I'm like, man, we got to win this game. They not beating us in our building. I don't care. I'm going to do whatever it takes to win in our building. So. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, let me ask you then because, there's been so many fun games with you in the building. What has been your most favorite game in in the field house? Dang, you know, I have so many, but my best, my favorite game was when we beat the Knicks game. I, I knew six. you were gonna say that. Game six, the Hibbert block. Twenty six points in that game. Yeah, I man, <laughs> that was that was that game right there. I'm like, yo, I'm really. I'm really good in, at basketball, and I'm really good <laughs> playing the NBA, man. Like, you know how you 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 get to your your uh, your goal. My goal was to always make it to the NBA, but you don't know if you're really gonna be good or play good in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew from that day on, like, man, I'm nice. Like, I'm really good at this game, man. I I beat the my hometown team, like. Man, I was just excited. I'm like, man. After that, I'm like, man, sky's the limit. So I would say that 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 game right there when we beat them, uh, game six. It had to have been sweeter that it is your hometown Knicks. I mean, <laughs> really, you know that that was a moment. People remember the Roy Hibbert block on Melo. Oh man, that that whole game was like incredible. Like, I remember where I was watching that. You don't remember all, every single game where you were. That was a moment. But one question that selfishly I gotta know: we don't hear enough stories about this guy, but. What does it mean to be a Larry Bird guy? It, it feels like it's known that Larry Bird has always had a major soft spot for you, and I feel like the feeling is mutual. Any yes, you know, yes. little Larry Bird stories you might have? Uh, I got a, a great Larry. Uh, so we uh we we stretching right. So the whole team is just stretching, and Larry just walks in the walks on the court like grabbed the ball and started jacking threes like whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. like I'm like I'm looking at everybody I'm like do y'all see this right now and he's made, he made like at least 10 in a row threes like just walked in came in looked at us and was like looking at us stretch and hit like 10 threes in a row and walked off and and sat like he ain't do nothing like it was regular and fold his legs and just sitting there looking at us. I'm like, yo, this guy's nice. <laughs> that's Larry Legend right there. <laughs> I'm like, man, that's a legend right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's great. That's a great story. And I <laughs> and, and speaking of another legend that I know had a had a huge shot spot for you as well was Bobby Slick Leonard, who just you know recently passed away, and his wife Nancy, yeah. obviously, uh, she attends every game and, and he was adamant, you are a point guard, you're not a shooting guard, you need the ball in your hands because Nobody passes like you. So 
Number one, do you feel like you're a point guard in the NBA or do you feel like you can play any position? And then number two, what was your relationship like with Slick? Uh, I feel like um, I could play point, but I feel like whatever position or whatever the coach needs, like if the coach needs me to go out there and just lock, lock down a, def, uh, a player, I'm going to go out there and lock down a player. If he need me to hit threes, just hit threes. Like I'm going to focus on that and I'm going to knock those threes out. If you want me to control the team and be a point guard, facilitate, make sure getting guys involved, I could do that too. So, I mean, I'm willing to do whatever coach needs. And um, Slick, you know, Slick always was a motivational guy. He always, when he see me, man, he always tell me, like, Slick little point is that, what, what can I do to help my game and that can help me be better as a player on and off the court? So, you know, he was definitely helpful. One of the guys that that helped me throughout my my uh, years with the Pacers. Hey, staying on the topic of legends, you spent some time around the goat himself, MJ. Is it true? Is there really like an aura around MJ that when he walks in the room that you could feel? Oh man, yeah, you know MJ, man. Come on, man. That's right. Come on, Fonch. It's uh, what man, I hear, man. but I got to hear it from someone that's actually been around the guy. <laughs> MJ, man, he's, he just got that, I don't know, he got that aura like, man, that's MJ right there. Like, you know, there's a lot of guys that, there's a lot of people that you see and you be like, oh, that's just, but if you see a, you see a legend, you like, man, like, man, what, what do you eat for breakfast? What do he do? Like, what, how, like, what do he do after, like, when he wakes up, like, you just want to know everything about him. That's that type of guy. The top, the top 75 for the NBA, I don't know if you saw, but it was different when MJ walked in. Like, legends were in awe of MJ. Yeah. So I just felt like it had to be like that. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely was definitely great and definitely helpful for uh, when I was there with the Hornets. Mm-hmm. It's, pretty, it's pretty wild. I never really thought about this, but you played, you know, under Larry Bird when he was executive. Michael Jordan, the owner, you played with LeBron uh, and the Lakers. And of course, Magic Johnson was the president of basketball operations there. So, I mean, you've uh, you've played under some guys that are considered top five in the NBA of all time. So I think that's pretty, pretty wild, Lance. I don't know if you've yeah, ever really thought about dope, that. Yeah, <laughs> super it, dope, yeah. It is, I never it is, thought of it like that. <laughs> it's, it's crazy, man. So I, uh, I put a tweet out and I asked fans to send in questions because I know fans always want to hear from you. And I mean, that video of you at the Kroger before the season ended, I mean, just staying there, taking pictures and stuff. I know a lot of people really enjoyed that. So we've got about eight questions for you here. We're going to alternate back and forth and just ask them rapid fire from you. So uh, okay. the people want to know, what is your favorite place to eat at in Indiana? My favorite place to eat at in Indiana, Hooters for sure. I know everybody know that. Like I go there. Everybody used to just meet me after the game at the Hooters. Um, Prom Forty Seven. Okay. You ever heard of that? Oh yeah. Prom, um, what else? You a St. Elmo's guy, Ruth Chris? Ruth Chris. Everybody like Ruth Chris. Ruth Chris. Mm-hmm. Um, Ocean Air. That's mm-hmm. all on downtown right there. Um, um, and Cooper's Hawk. You ever been there? I've never been there. God, go to go to Cooper's Hulk, man. That's okay. That's a good spot. You got right, some I'm, good I'm, salmon, nice little wine if you like wine. Hey, I would say for our next next question over here, we talked about your favorite game, but what about your favorite moment as a pacer? Oh no, that's tough. Uh, 
Man, there's so many good moments, man. Um, maybe it's a flashy pass or maybe a great dunk that you might have had. Courtney Lee falling down, breaking his knees. <laughs> uh, my, I can say, like, my favorite – you want me to say my favorite plays? Yeah, whatever uh, works. My yeah. favorite play uh, – I'm not sure. It was a fast break, and I put it between my legs and passed it to Yon Mahimi. He, uh, he did a, a nice little layup. <laughs> Uh, yeah. The one that when I caught it out the air and passed it to uh, CJ Watson, those that's that's uh, that's a good moment right there. Another moment when uh, when um, Paul George did that three sixty uh, windmill against uh, the Clippers. Clippers. Yeah, that was crazy. Like that was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about that layup that you hit when you like threw it way up, way up high off the glass against the Hawks when you were falling out of bounds? I think you got hurt on that oh, play. Oh man. Remember that. that man, I hurt myself bad doing that, man. <laughs> hey, we still remember it. <laughs> you know? Man, I man, I regret that move. I was like, man, I, I didn't even know it went in. Like, oh, yeah. like I look back, everybody's clapping. I'm like, man, I'm hurt right now. <laughs> I can't even shoot these free throws right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that iconic photo too of when you hit that three in the corner. I think it was the end of the third quarter against the heat on the baseline, you hit that oh, fadeaway through. Yeah. That, that was, was a moment. I had that, that poster was, in my room for a hot minute. I don't know where it's at. That yeah. was a moment. I like that. That was good, yeah. All right. Uh, next question here is, how many pairs of shoes do you have? Oh, man, I got about close to four to 5,000 shoes. Oh four God. to 5,000? I thought you were yes, going to say like, four I to 500. I got so many shoes. Like, I got like four rooms. Plus, it's all in my garage. Like, I had to build something. Good I had grief. to build, like, stuff in my garage so I could hold them up and stack them up on top of the, the – like, I got so many sneakers in here, man. Dang. Boy, as it relates to N1, one of my best friends, my guy G10, said shout-out to you and N1. Loves that brand. Thanks for bringing it back. Oh, uh, thank you. Hey, for next question, I would say, you know, O'Shea Brissett was just on our show last week. He labeled you the funniest teammate. Who is your <laughs> funniest teammate, past or present? Pass or uh, Pacers? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Barbosa, one of them. <laughs> Barbosa is funny, like <laughs> seriously funny. Like, uh, Buddy Hill is funny. Scholar, Luis Scholar is funny. AJ Price, definitely. Oh, funny. there we go. Yeah. <laughs> I love AJ Price. Alex you know loves AJ Price. AJ yeah. Price. He's probably the most funniest out of everybody. Okay. Well, they, I, that's another reason to bring him back, too, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's uh, the most funniest out of everybody else I just named. Okay. Okay. Well, I respect that. This is a, <laughs> this is a fun one here. Build your air guitar band. Uh, and I, I went ahead and did starting five. Obviously, you'll be the lead singer here of the band. But uh, who celebrates the best with you? Top five. We'll do a starting five if you, know, if you can do that. I'll say Kuzma. I would say D-Wash, he, he hyped me up, like, man, you got to hit a three, man. What's up? You, you got to get the guitar rolling, man. Let's go, man. Like, he's one of those guys that, man, if I ain't hit a three in a minute, like, yo, you got to hit a three, man. Let's go. Get the guitar playing. Tyrese, he, he'll get me going. Okay. Uh, love, love that. O'Shea, O'Shea, yeah. He, he, he also tell me, like, man, where the guitar at? <laughs> Waiting for the guitar, man. People need it, you know. We look forward to it. So well, that, was, that that was five there. So we got Kuzma, Halliburton, D. Wash, O'Shea, and Lance. Okay, here we go. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a good band right there. 
Uh, <laughs> favorite teammate that you played best with, or maybe just like the teammate that you played the best with? Uh, for sure, Paul George. Mm-hmm. Um, David West, probably my all-time favorite player to play with, period. Mm. Mr. Midrange right. right there. Mr. Midrange, Mr. Mr. What's it called? What's it called when the um um brick wall when uh when the, when, it's, when he nobody can get past that screen? I mean, he's just an enforcer. I mean, yeah. straight up. I mean, really. Man, his pick and toughness. rolls. You think you think uh me and Domas pick and rolls is good. It was nice. Man, <laughs> me and D West uh pick and rolls is lethal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I like Tony Allen, Lonzo, Lonzo Ball. Okay. Uh, Paul Pierce. I forgot I played with him with the Clippers. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Zach Randolph. Oh, yeah. Nice, nice. Love Zach me some Zebo. Kimba Walker. I like playing with him. Al Jefferson. That's about it. All that's right. off the top. That's off the top. That's, that's like a roster right there. So you did good. <laughs> All right. Well, let me uh, let me ask you this: If you could bring back one former teammate to play with again, who would it be? I want to play with Paul George again, man. So PG back to Indy. Huh? We got to bring, gotta him, bring back him back, places, man. We got to rewrite that. We got to bring. We got. We got to do that over, man. I like Victor Oladipo too. I like playing with him too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, look. You know, you and Paul George came in the league together. I mean, I felt yeah. like what I loved was you saying, "Hey, I'm not letting them go. Like we're gonna." Yeah, bring I was. Back. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I know all fans do. Look, man, it's a bittersweet relationship because he was so fun to watch in Indiana. You know, Pacer fans yeah. truly loved him. So put in the good word. Let's, let's see what we can do. Yeah, let's get the band down. back together. You yeah. know? <laughs> but one of the last questions, last question we have for rapid fire. What is the best advice that you've received in life that you'd be willing to pass on? Never give up on your goal. Um, always continue to push, you know, when even when people doubt you, when people underestimate you, people telling you like, man, you can't do it or you can't achieve a, a goal. If you think in your head that you could do it, never stop. Keep going because eventually it's going to happen. God's going to put you in a place where it's going to make it happen. So mm-hmm. just never giving up, always continuing to work, always pushing yourself to be better every day. That's great, man. I love it. absolutely love it. So uh, we've taken up probably more time than you uh, we had originally asked for. So I want to thank you for, you know, just being so authentic with us and, and taking the time to come on the show. We really appreciate it. All right, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Anytime, Lance. We appreciate you. Hope to see you back in that pace of blue and gold. Are we going to make it happen, baby? Oh, yeah. Love it. <laughs> there it was, everybody. Lance Stevenson himself, Fachi. That was fun. It really was. Honestly, man, story time with Lance, I could sign up for that weekly. But also, you left this interview, you know, really just getting the feel that he loves to be here in Indiana and wants to be here moving forward. And that's, as fans of the team, that's all we ever want. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about it. I think Lance was just genuine. Like I said, when I thanked him, he was just so authentic. Just a, a really pleasant guy to talk to. And I think the whole entire time, Fachi, he had a smile on his face. He really did. And that's kind of the purpose. We don't always do video, but when we got to do video here, you could see Lance seemed like he was actually having a good time. So, hey, I'm glad that we were able to put a smile on his face because he has done that for us 10 times over. Absolutely. So, everybody, with that being said, we'll be back on Sunday night, Monday morning with a special NBA mock draft podcast for you guys. You're going to absolutely love this. Had 12 guests, 
join the show to make the picks for their respective teams. Our boy Michael J. Fachi is making the pick for your Indiana Pacers in this exercise. Me and Fachi break down every single pick, talk about what the teams could do. It's just a fun and loaded podcast that I think you guys are going to absolutely love. But before we get to that, Fachi, tell the people where they can find us at on social media. Absolutely. So you can find us on Twitter at SettingThePace3. You can find Alex on Twitter at AlexGoldenNBA. I can be found on Twitter at underscore F-A-C-C-I. You can find us on Instagram at PacersTalk. You can find us on Facebook at Setting the Pace. You can find us on TikTok at Setting the Pace. And if you're excited and hoping that Lance Stevenson resides with the Indiana Pacers this offseason, say these three words. Let's go Pacers! Ball loose. Hey, give me one, three, Give it. me one, Lance. Stevenson ties it with 1.6. Give me one, Lance. Second of the night for Stevenson. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.